Hey, Anthony, it's that time again. To make a sequel to Avatar? Yeah, yeah, w- wait, no. No, not at all. Then what? It's time to make the podcast. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that thing. Once again, we have reached that time of the week. Time to dive into the movies we love and the movies we wish we could forget. Pitting them against each other to receive praise uh, or hatred. Based on a scale of our choosing. So let's jump into it. This is the Double Feature Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of uh, Double Feature Versus. Uh, We have another special episode here where we are discussing um, the uh, second newest, uh, the second to newest uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, spinoff series, uh, WandaVision. Uh, Yeah, man. So uh, WandaVision on uh, Disney Plus, nine episodes. Uh, you told me it would be six hours, man. It was less than that. Yeah, it was a little bit less. Because uh, I, I forgot when I was decimating time, I was looking at the full screen time and not the actual episode length because I forget that the ending credits go through like three times because of different languages. Yeah, dude. I, listen, man. This 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 makes me value because we we're gonna get into the show, but. I like Disney Plus, but stuff like that kind of makes me value why I love my Netflix. It knows if this credit information is not pertinent to the show, you see that you see that uh skip to next episode button pop up immediately. Yeah. With something like this, you if you want it to play automatic, you gotta wait for the whole thing to get finished. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> let, me, let me see if there's any end credit scene here and then let me just go about my way. Yeah. It's uh I, I don't know well, I get why they do it. But at the same time, yeah, it's infuriating to go, oh, man, this episode's going to be 45 minutes long. That's great. And then, you know, 28 minutes later, the episode ends. <laughs> right. Dude, I got to say, man, um, I thought this was a great creative step in um, in, in the future of uh, the Marvel uh, universe. Like, um, you know, and of course, in the first two episodes, you don't quite know what's going on. You just know that, um, okay, you got Wanda and Vision. They're stuck in these, these sitcom-like uh, uni- universe, and you don't know. But you something unsettling is is beneath the beneath the surface. You know, you know something dark is is happening. Right. And uh, it it, it kind of unpeels it like layer by layer through the first two episodes, and like on episode three, um, you 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 start to get a more a more of an understanding of what's going on. Yeah. So. Let's go through it episode by episode, because the first episode is in pure black and white and has a, I want to say it was based on uh, Dick Van Dyke, right? Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy. Yeah. So it it had a very kind of, you know, old timey kind of plot to it where uh, Vision's boss is coming over for dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're introduced to... Vision, Wanda, uh, her neighbor, um, Agnes, and then Vision's boss and uh, his wife, who is played by, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, from that 70s show. Yeah, the mother from that 70s show. Yeah, which I'm so sad that uh, she didn't appear in later episodes 
for like when they were going through like the seventies episode and stuff like that. She didn't make an appearance, and I was kind of like been a good missed opportunity. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. So basically, as this film plays along, you know, Vision is you know he has a lot of pressure on him to uh, kind of create a great dinner for his boss so he can keep his job. And uh, you know, Wanda, it, uh, she she meets their neighbor Agnes, and she kind of helps her uh, kind of create a meal, a dinner. Um, the things where things, the the moment where things take a turn, and it kind of like gives the audience a moment to say, okay, you know, you, there is something going on here. Is where there's a moment where Wanda's, um, where Vision's boss kind of is choking, you know, on the food. He's kind of choking a little bit, and everybody's at the table doesn't really know what to do. His wife just keeps saying, "Stop it." stop it you know just in different just in different ways just keep saying the same thing and then wanda mm-hmm. kind of breaks out of it and says vision help him and then vision uh uses his abilities to help him and then that's kind of where they go home and then that's kind of where that one ends yeah and uh, then we got a commercial about a about a toaster oven made by stark industries like this this film has old like these shows have commercials that fit within the the era that these shows that uh, of which they're mocking these uh, sitcoms and each of the uh, commercials is actually like a reference to something else in the future. Right. Uh, so what was the Toastmate 2000 referencing? Um, the beeping was the uh, Stark Industries uh, missile that uh, pierced her house. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. So second episode, we uh we moved to the 1960s. Uh, don't touch that dial. Uh, it was more of like a bewitched, if I recall. Yeah, kind of bewitched. You know, Wanda and Vision. Uh, um, they keep hearing strange noises outside their house. All, all the while, they're trying to prepare for this up upcoming magic show. Or it's a talent show. They're doing a magic performance for it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wanda for yeah. the children. <laughs> Right for the children, at this uh at this uh meeting with all the rest of the housewives, uh, Wanda meets this friend named Geraldine, who reveals, who who becomes someone else later. Um, I mean, you you really want to go episode by episode? I mean, it's it, getting the like basic plot points of this one is this one's where we kind of get another weirdness moment with uh, Wanda finding because. This episode isn't completely black and white. And right. toward the end, Wanda finds a like toy helicopter, but it's in full color. That's uh, not this one. Oh, is that the first episode? Oh no, no, no. That is this one. Yeah, she finds a she finds a helicopter that's in color and yeah. towards the end, um, she becomes like pregnant out of nowhere. And yep. then they see this uh this beekeeper that comes out of a manhole on the street. You know, Wanda says, Nope, nope, nope. And then she, she rewinds time and then they go back into the house and, uh, oh, also this episode has the, uh, radio transmission that is, you know, we don't know what it's is in this episode, but it has like the radio transmission comes in, uh, while, uh, oh, Wanda yeah. is talking to, uh, the one person, uh, I can't remember her name right now. But uh, the radio transmission comes in and, you know, it just kind of is saying, like, Wanda, you know, who's you doing okay, this to you? Yeah, are you okay? Who's right. doing this to you? You know, what's going on? And, you know, everybody's 
that's when like people were theorizing like crazy of oh my god you know it turns out she's gonna be Mephisto and this and that and Mephisto uh, Mephisto is the devil in the MC or in Marvel comics oh I never heard of him yeah um he, he's literally the you know Marvel version of the devil and people are expecting him to make an appearance in this show uh, yeah, I gotta say the fan theories for this show are some of the craziest ones, uh, because none of them came to fruition at all, <laughs> and I love right. it. Right? Yeah. Um. In this one, we see a commercial of the Strucker watches, and I guess Strucker's like an important character. Uh, yeah, he is. I'm trying to remember who he is, but uh, he's kind of one of the bigger names in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, on the second one, we're in the 1970s. Um, this gave me kind of three companies vibes. What do you think? Um, this one, I couldn't really picture what it, what the, uh, parody was supposed to be of. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was probably one of the harder ones to kind of like try and pair, figure out what the parody is. Cause this is the one where the kids are born, right? Yeah, this is. It's the first one in color, right? It's the first one in color. Yeah, Uh, because this is the one where we're introduced to Monica. Or Monica was in the previous one, I believe. But this is the first one where she really has a major role. Yeah, and she comes into it, and the whole vibe is this one is where the kids are born. Uh, We get a little bit more of Agnes just being strange. Uh, right. Vision starting to figure out that something strange is going on with uh, the uh, co-worker where he like unblocks his mind. I think that's in this one, isn't it? Or is no, that in the next I, one? Uh, was it this one? Uh, I, I think this might be the one where he unblocked the dude's mind. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but it wasn't this one. It, it wasn't, wasn't this one? Okay. Because... No. Um, this was the one where uh, uh, Monica reminds uh, Wanda, hey, your brother Pet- Petro got killed by Ultron. And Wanda yeah. says, what did you say? And then, you know, um, cut to later on episode, you know, Monica's kind of thrown out of the world, which we which we discover is a world. Um, and uh, Yeah, it's, uh, uh, they call it the Hex. The Hex. Yeah. It's catching on. The yeah. Hex. <laughs> So yeah, that that's when we run into the next episode. We kind of get uh, thrown back into reality, and we realize um, this woman is the daughter of uh, Captain Marvel's friend. Yeah, uh, she was a little girl in Captain Marvel. Right, uh, she was a little girl. So yeah, this is probably the episode where things start actually making sense. Because up until this point, it was basically everybody kind of going, I don't understand what's going on, what's going to happen and everything. And then we see Monica get thrown out of the hex and we see like the sword logo and the people with guns like approaching her and, you know, like they're monitoring what's going on. So we get a little bit of an idea of, okay, something's happening here. We still don't know what, but, you know, we have a better idea of it now. Uh, This episode finally explains a lot of what's going on, kind of. Because uh, we get yeah, to see, we also, hmm? go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. Go yeah, because we get to see, you know, a little bit of like how Sword got involved with it, uh, who Monica is, which is the daughter of uh, 
or that the little girl from uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, we get to see that uh, Jimmy Woo is back. Uh, the detective. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Randall Park's character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darcy is too. back. Um, so we get to see everybody that's involved on the outside and mm-hmm. kind of watching this and we find out that it is actually a TV broadcast that Wanda's pushing out of this and you know we've been watching the broadcast from the perspective of S.W.O.R.D. as they're watching mm-hmm. it and it's very interesting to kind of like get all this information all at once and then still have no idea what's going on and another great thing too um, Monica Rambeau's character she came out of the blip you know the snap they know snap and yeah. she realized that her mother, who was Captain Marvel's friend, had died of cancer while she was gone for about they were gone for three years, right? Uh or was it five, five years. years? Five years. Um, yeah, she learns about that and uh we see her like in present day coming up at Sword as an agent. Um and you know, Darcy Lewis, I forgot that she was from the Thor films. Uh, yep. uh but yeah, she's in this one. I like um I just wanted to say, uh uh before we move on. I like that in the third episode, we don't quite know what happened between um, uh, Wanda and uh, Monica until in, in, in the next episode, because it kind of leaves it like, it's, it's a little, like I said, it's still a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. Like we see Wanda, you know, walk towards uh, Monica saying, what did you say? How did you know about my brother? And there's just a cut scene and then Vision comes in and he's like, where's where's your friend? Oh, she's gone. She didn't belong here. Like, yeah. I like how I like how they gave room for us to to like think about well what did she do to her what happened you know yeah it was literally a hypercut where it was literally one scene and then it cuts to the next then there's no transition at all mm-hmm. and yeah that it's done there's so many like great little moments in this series and everything that kind of adds to the mystery of it and I love that because this was the first Marvel thing to come out since uh, what was it Far From Home back in 2019 uh everybody is like just eating up everything that this show gives and just the fan theories of everything that's happening and going on and everything uh it just was so great because people were even seeing like oh the what was it the pelican that's gonna be or not the pelican the stork you know that's mephisto and no you can see mephisto in the walls and you can see this this is gonna be you know this character and this character and you know fandom th- fandom can be a great and very annoying thing dude yeah it's a great thing because it gave us Zack Snyder's Justice League it can be very annoying because people they 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 can't they 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 see the forest and the rest of the universe for the trees and feel like they know everything yeah it it kind of reminds me of uh well why did they make the curtains blue <laughs> because the curtains right. were blue because that that was set design. That's yeah. why. <laughs> but the set design here is great, dude. Oh yeah, like, they I, definitely got every era perfectly. Yeah, and I can't wait. Um, so well, hold on, let's do this one. So episode five on a very special episode. So this one, I think this is Family Ties, the the opening. Uh, you ever watched that show with Michael J. Fox, Family Ties? I've seen some of it, uh, but it wasn't one of those shows I was watching regularly. Okay. Yeah, so this is um I think that's what this opening logo is based off of. So we the kids are kind of grown up. They're uh uh they they're at five years old. 
they ask for a dog um, that they found. Then they they age up to ten years old. When I when I think they say, "Oh, you're, you're not you're not too yeah. old to have a dog." Yeah, you're not you're old young. enough to take on the responsibilities of a dog. So they age up to ten years old in an instant. Right, and um, so basically, uh, th- this is where Vision starts to understand a little bit more of what's going on. He 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 becomes a little bit more um, paranoid, and there's that great ending scene where um, I like the scene for the acting. Where Vision and Wanda are kind of confronting each other, and he says to her, "Like, dude," he says to her, "Like, like, 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 Wanda, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know why I'm here. Things are starting to feel weird. What is going on?" And you know, then all of a sudden, uh, Petro arrives. Oh this yeah. Was- well, it's the line right before uh, the doorbell rings is Wanda going, "What you think that I'm controlling all of this?" And then the doorbell rings, and Vision just gives her that look of. Uh, oh, you're trying to stop this conversation. She's like, I'm I'm not doing that. That's not me. And then they open the door to uh, Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the Fox universe, uh, yeah. coming in and going, hey, sis, it's me, Pietro. In like so, the most New Yorker accent I've ever heard. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, and on top of that, Darcy says, oh, man, she recast Pet, uh, Petro. Yeah, so, did they recast Petro? <laughs> right. So I, I wanted to understand the context of this. So Quicksilver, Petro, and Scarlet Witch, well, Wanda, they're all Magneto's kids, right? Um, in the comics, yes. Okay. Uh, in the MCU, uh, I believe... Pietro and Wanda are just two random kids. Uh, they don't have any relation to Magneto at all. Right. We okay. get we see their parents in a later scene and everything. Right. Uh, we do. We do. But yeah, they're two at the very least for right now. They have no relation to any like mutants or Magneto or anything like that. And then. In the Fox universe, uh, Wanda doesn't exist, but uh, Peter uh, does, and that's Quicksilver in the Fox universe. He doesn't have the name Pietro. He's Peter in the Fox universe. Okay, all right, yeah, because that kind of confused. Well, it clears it up later in in the in the, in the show, but yeah, yeah, that um, I remember when the spoiler came out before I watched the show. I'm like, oh, they they're joining universes. How is he in the show? But well, then, that's what everybody yeah. was thinking. Even I was thinking that. I was like, oh, this is going to be how they kind of like intertwine everything, you know, and using Quicksilver. Right. That's a great way to do it because that's the one character that was in both universes as, you know, separate people. Dude, um, yeah, so this next episode, man, this opening really touched me, man, because I'm like, dude. Oh, the Malcolm, Malcolm in, in the, the middle. middle? I loved it, man. I was like, ah, oh, man, that brings back so many memories. Malcolm in the middle. Yeah, that one... That was my favorite by far for the openings because it was just beat for beat perfect. And I remember uh, talking with some people after it aired and somebody was like, yeah, and the opening, it was familiar, but I couldn't tell. It was like Malcolm in the Middle, dude. He was like, that's it. That's what it was. <laughs> who? who you, what, you, one of your friends didn't catch it at first? Yeah, like he caught that it like was familiar, but he couldn't figure out what. <laughs> it was and i said malcolm in the middle he was like that's it never mind yep that's totally it 100 <laughs> percent 
Right. It even has the same kind of like tone to it. You know, the you're not the boss of me now kind of yeah. um kind of vibe to it. Yeah, um I think um I think it was the previous episode we just talked about where Vision probably reads a guy's mind and he tells him about like he Oh, doesn't I, know I need know to call my is. wife, you know, are my kids okay? Is every what do I do? Like why am I here? Can please let me escape and then Vision puts him back into, you know, his I guess Wanda controlled state. Right, and, right. Yeah. Um yeah, so in this one, this Halloween one, dude, I love the transition scenes, dude. Like, um, it, it felt like a Malcolm in the Middle episode. How I like zoomed in on each of the, yeah. each of the uh, young boys, and they're talking to they're talking through the fourth wall. Um, like it felt like a Malcolm in the Middle. I gotta episode. say, this is this was my favorite episode out of all of them. Probably mostly because of the nostalgia of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Uh, if it, I would probably be lying if I said that that didn't have a huge portion of the reason why i absolutely love this episode the most out of all of them because just the nostalgia hit every single time something transitioned or we got those little sound effects from malcolm in the middle and stuff like that it's just like oh this is just this is perfect can the rest of the series be this please (laughs) yes uh dude that yo magic commercial i and i guess that's kind of based off yogurt that was kind of a dark commercial dude oh with the shark and yeah (laughs) Yeah, this this little kid, he's like he's like on this literally on this stranded island about to die. This shark says, "Hey kid, try this yogurt. Will it will it save my life?" Sure. And the kid's like passing through day after day trying to open it, and he just lays, lays there dead. And the shark is like, "Yo, magic in stores now." Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it had a very like. It early 2000s vibe to the commercial though i loved it i absolutely loved it because i could totally see a commercial playing out a little bit like that not with the kid dying obviously but the shark right, right. is the character and everything like that it just it felt very nostalgic in that sense um i know each of the commercials had like a kind of uh purpose and everything i can't remember what that one was uh some of them are a little bit more yeah. Some of them are nonsensical. Yeah. Uh, but they all had like a reference to something. I can't remember what the yogurt, but it was something about like not being able to, you know, starved for something. I can't yeah, remember what um, it was. Yeah. So at the end of this one, we got a point where, um, you know, uh, Wanda kind of finds out that Vision is escaping through the wall. He escapes. He escapes to like reality. He starts to disintegrate. Yeah. Uh, Wanda senses this and then expands the whole world past Vision and to also bring the sword agents into the world as well. Yeah, as a circus. Um, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I just say, I, I, I think Wanda, she, she kind of comes off like an asshole in this in this show, dude. Oh, she does. Like, Absolutely. You know, like, you, you, you torturing all these people. You know, in, in a future episode, one lady says to her, I, can, can we just have a storyline when my daughter gets out the house? I, I want to see my daughter. I'm like, dude, you did all this because you miss your man. Like this, like she kind of, she comes, kind of comes off a little assholeish throughout this show. Yeah, she definitely does. Like even kind of skipping ahead to like the end where uh, she's talking to Monica and you know, what is it? They don't know what uh, you sacrificed to you know be here, and I just remember thinking. She just held all these people captive because she couldn't let go of the person she loved 
you know, she then literally like, held an entire city captive. What do you mean they won't under they don't understand what you lost? That, that line kind of made me kind of turn my head, like, like, because I think what she said was they don't know what you just saved them from, meaning you know Agatha, which we'll oh, get into yeah. later. And I'm like, well. Agatha wouldn't have been here in the first place if Wanda didn't capture everybody. Yeah, literally, you know. You know yeah. It's... Because yeah. she was mind-controlling <laughs> the entire city into playing in her show because it's even in the uh, Halloween episode that, like, Vision starts wandering out past, like, where Wanda is. And you see right, the people right. where they're just, like, standing still or they're set in the same motion of, like, uh, the person doing the laundry that's literally just clipping the laundry and then unclipping it clipping it back unclipping right. it and just doing that and you see the tear go down her eye or her cheek and you know because they, yeah. they're in pain they're literally being controlled into doing what wanda wants yeah yeah, yeah definitely so this next one um episode seven breaking the fourth wall so um i didn't i, I never watched this show but i know that it, it's it's uh it's doing modern family you ever watch that show? A little bit, yeah. I got the reference of it being kind of one of those had, docu kind yeah, of it series. Had the same style. Yeah. yeah. Um, it came off like it, it reminded me a little bit of The Office at first, and then somebody was told me which one it was based on, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. It should have been. I feel it should have been The Office. I thought The Office would have like had jokes that landed hit landed harder. I think if Vision was still going to his job, it would have worked as it the office. It would have made sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but by that point, he was already kind of like, no, I don't really believe in this world anymore. I'm not playing by these rules. Right, right. So basically, uh, Wanda is, um, you know, uh, Vision is uh, away from Wanda. Wanda's a little depressed. You know, the kids are kind of wondering what's going on with their mom. Uh, you know, Agnes comes over, offers to take care of the boys while, you know, uh, Wanda kind of like gets herself together. Uh, Vision meets up with uh, Darcy. Yep. And, uh, and they start trying to get to the city. But, you know, something keeps blocking them along the entire way before Vision right. is like, wait a minute. And he just flies off. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how, Vi- <laughs> yeah, I love how Vision has this moment in front of the camera, and he's like, "Why, why am I talking to you? I, I don't. Why am I doing this?" Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, um, I feel like this film has a lot of great uh, breaking the fourth wall jokes. Yeah, it definitely lampoons a lot of like the uh, series around that time that would break the fourth wall and kind of talk to the camera and everything like that. Uh, it, it it does a good job of lampooning those kind of things. Yeah, and Monica decides to enter back into the world uh, to confront Wanda, and they have their little confrontation. Agnes sends her away. Um, let me ask you something, man. Did Monica already have powers, or she had powers when she was like passing through... Uh, the the wall uh she already had latent powers because that was kind of uh explained like when they did the body scan like in episode what was that four where they like showed uh her back with sword and they did the scan of her and they were like you're you know you kind of got messed up by going through that hex and everything and she was like nothing out of the ordinary Uh, That kind of like reveals a little bit or alludes that she kind of already knew that there was something different about her. 
was it after she passed through the hex or was it before or did she already have it before she passed through the hex it's kind of implied that she was that way before passing through the hex like they thought that it was because of the hex that she had like radiation in her body but she didn't react to it she just kind of went yeah that's normal don't worry about that uh, okay but all she right. didn't really know that she had powers at all like her powers didn't come until she like had to force her way through the hex and actually activate her powers i believe but yeah. she always kind of like latently had like uh you know something going on with her that she just didn't know yeah um all right so moving on from that uh Wanda tries to look for her sons. She realizes they're like in a basement in a strange in, in um like down in Agnes uh basement. And then she realizes Agnes is uh Agatha Harkness, you know, she's a witch and the whole time she has been like she's been doing this the whole time. I think the theme song is Agatha, Agatha All Along. Agatha All Along or something like that. I absolutely um, love that theme song. It is perfect. <laughs> right. And uh, she uh, she sent uh, the imposter as uh, Petro. She and uh, <laughs> I love in the end. She says, "Oh, and I killed Sparky." Oh yeah, <laughs> and I killed Sparky too. <laughs> right, dude, Catherine Hahn, she's great in this man. Oh, she is. She's absolutely one of the best parts of it. Even from the first episode, uh, she's one of the best parts of it because she just continually comes in. Oh, I forgot the main course. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, but I love how she played along with uh, Wanda's kind of reality because she was trying to figure out how Wanda was doing all this and then forces Wanda to go through. And this is probably one of the, you know, better kind of styled episodes because mm. it flies by real quick, but it's one of the longer episodes. And it's the one where they go through the memories of Wanda and we get actually a little bit more information about her childhood and we see her dad used to sell DVDs, so he had all these DVDs from the sitcoms that every episode was based off of, like right, uh, right. Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, some other ones were in there, too. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm. But it basically confirmed when everybody was going, oh, this episode is based on this and this and this. It kind of really confirmed that with that scene of seeing which uh, shows were in there. And then... We find out that uh, the bomb that uh, from Stark actually came in, killed her parents, and but it didn't detonate. And at the time, they believed it was because, you know, it just was a dud. But it's revealed that she actually did have the powers of a witch, and she suppressed it herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was always a witch. Uh, we get to see. Think this is the one where we get a little bit of Agnes's uh or Agatha's background as well with her Yeah, that's that's the opening scene where um her mother and other witches like they try to kill her because she practiced dark magic, but instead Agatha kills them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh after the uh after the, the Thanos snap, uh we get a flashback of Wanda going to Sword to kind of get Vision's body. Um Hayward, Agent Hayward, who's like the villain of the show doesn't let her take them so that's how we we get to see how the whole world was created where she um she she ran to uh what's the city city they're in uh westview she ran to westview went to the house that vision was gonna have for her and then that's when she kind of just like spazzes out and just creates a whole alternate reality yeah she 
yeah because she has the like building plans for the house that vision bought for her and she kind of just decides she freaks out and ends up unknowingly creating the world she wants with vision Mm. so this kind of gives us the idea because it's before it's alluded to that she stole vision's body and she was basically uh recreating vision in his original body uh but this time we're revealed to the fact that she didn't take the body she just came back to westview and the vision we've seen is completely manifested from her mind right right um yeah and that leads to the final episode where um you know we got a we have a new vision that sword has created um in order to uh from from the old vision remnants in order to battle the vision that's in uh the the Wanda's uh, make believe land well it's more um, than that it was their answer to uh bringing back vision and having one that's controlled by the government because right, there's right. no longer a tony stark or anything there's really nobody to stop them from doing this and they're basically trying to recontrol the Avengers and a vision is one of those parts of that is being able to control vision as one of the most powerful people in the Avengers is a great first step in that. So, uh, this is kind of going off of one of the plot lines back in like civil war where the government wanted to control and decide on everything for the Avengers and decide who is in it. And it's no longer going to be, shield that controls it uh sword wants to be the one that controls it so they use vision's body which is an adamantium body and they just infuse back into it some of the energy from the mind stone i believe it was Mm -hmm. yeah the mind stone yeah yeah the mind stone right all right um yeah so we we have that and then uh we also have um you know, uh, Petro, the imposter Petro, has uh, taken Monica because, you know, he's being controlled by Agatha. And uh, he has her locked up in a room, like, basically bodyguard. He's basically the bodyguard, you know, making sure she doesn't leave mm-hmm. until um, she finally realizes, like, hold up, you're an actor? And then she kind of, he kind she re- she removes the, uh, the Agatha hold he had on him, which I guess was a necklace or something like that. Oh, don't forget that his real name was Ralph Boner. Oh yeah, Ralph. <laughs> I thought it was Bomber. I thought it was an M. Uh, then she said Ralph Boner. I said, "Wait, that was an N." Yeah, it's an N. <laughs> um, yeah, because then uh, he just like <laughs> Boner. <laughs> I love how that's a fake out um, to the audience because this whole time we're thinking like, "Wait, they're bringing Quicks- Quicksilver in this?" Yeah, and then we realize, no, 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 that's just the actor in the Marvel universe that was was. Um, possessed by agatha to play uh scarlet witch's brother i like how that was like kind of a wink yeah yeah i love that because one it just threw out a bunch of theories and there's still some people going no no it's gonna end up being quicksilver because you know jimmy woo was you know going for somebody in the witness protection program it's gonna end up being him because he's from another universe and it's just like dude give up <laughs> it, it's not quicksilver hey, just let it go man like <laughs> just let it go you know, it, it was a good it, nod. I wish it was true, but yeah, this isn't Quicksilver. I'm sorry, man. Right. So, um, in this one, we basically have the final, uh, the final battle between um, Vision and Vision, and uh, Agatha and uh, Wanda. 
So, you know, with Vision and Vision, I like that battle because um, it kind of gives hope for the future where um, the make-believe Vision, it tells the real reincarnated Vision, like, listen, man, remember who you are. They're keeping their memories from you. And he kind of like, like, like wakes him up and he kind of like realizes who he is and he kind of flies away. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see him again later. Oh, yeah. He'll be called back eventually when Marvel's like, hey, we should probably do something with that whole vision sequence from uh, Scarlet Witch. Right, right. But I do love that he only unlocked his memories. He doesn't have the emotions of Vision or anything else. He just basically all of a sudden has all the memories of Vision and, you know, going through everything and then dying and then coming back to life now. So I'm curious to see where he ends up next. Yeah, so um, now we got Wanda versus uh, versus Agatha, where um, I, I guess Wanda kind of turns Agatha's own powers against her. You know, the whole like what what, what was it called the the code or what was it? Uh, chaos magic. Oh, the runes. Oh, yeah, 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 the runes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uses yeah. Um, her own power against her. Um, and I like how in the end when she defeats her, she turns her into, she says, you're going to go back to being the annoying neighbor. It's like, okie dokie, Smokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is possibly the worst version of hell that anybody could ever be put into. Right. It says, you're going to be here. We're going to let everyone else go, but you're staying. Yep. And then from there, uh, she lets everybody in the town go and then Hayward's she, arrested. Yeah, Hayward's arrested. Um, who? That's somebody that we got to talk about because he is one of the, I want to say, kind of better villains that we've seen. Yeah, he's a solid villain because um, the way he starts off, you think like, okay, he's a former. He knows Monica. Monica knows him. So this is a guy that uh, you know we we automatically assume he's on the right side of things. Yeah. Uh, but then it turns out that he's uh, he has more of a uh, um, his intentions aren't as good as we expect them to be. Yeah, he definitely has ulterior motives when it comes to right, that's what finding to out uh, what is going on with Wanda. And you can tell that at one point he's even like pushing for Wanda to do this. And he even like lies and says that Wanda stole Vision's body, even though they still had it and everything. And that he's only there to recollect what is their property with uh, Vision. And mm-hmm. you just see him slowly divulge into like the villain of the series. With right. uh, him kind of starting to be like, I want to find out what's going on. You know, Wanda is going crazy. We need to save her too. We need to, you know, get our property back. We need to he- gather this energy from the Mind Stone from her and... He also throws shots at Avengers like, uh, like, you know, oh, uh, she was one of those people. And, you know, like uh, Vision is supposed to be something that's under our control. He's not human. He's not a person. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's the way he comes off like that. He kind of unravels throughout the show that um, I, yeah, I think I, I think he's a very he was a very effective villain. Yeah. Up until like the end when he was trying to kill children. Uh, I think that was a little bit too cartoony villain. <laughs> they weren't real, dude. I mean, did, did it matter? True, like, they I, weren't real, but did he know that they weren't real? <laughs> probably not. Um, Well, no, he probably did. I mean, he probably did know, but uh, I feel like 
and this is just me personally, I felt like uh, uh, in the moment where Monica was saving the kids, I was kind of yelling at the TV. They're not real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not real kids. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So he's actually a pretty good villain throughout the series. Um, it with the Agatha Harkness uh, being one of the villains. I like that. Uh, she was actually pretty interesting in the last couple episodes. Yeah, and I yeah, like the I, uh... mystery that kind of surrounds her in the earlier episodes as well. Yeah, I um I thought she was a very good villain. Um you know, uh there's that final moment where uh Wanda has with Vision and her kids and uh finally just with Vision where she finally decides to take, you know, um remove the curtain entirely and they all kind of disappear. Um and she's just left uh standing in that place where the house would have been built. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a good final final moment. Um so the uh, post-credit scenes so one, we got Monica, where uh, she's uh, approached by a scroll that says, uh, "Hey, friend, of your mother wants to meet you." Of course, we it's Captain Marvel, like we we know. Yeah, pretty uh, much. So she's probably going to be in Captain Marvel too, um, which, dude, I gotta say, I hope it's better than the first one. Like I, I understand, yeah. That's another one where I don't have hopes for, and I I want it to be good. Because I think Captain Marvel is one of the better kind of characters in the comics, so I mm-hmm. want it to be good. But at the same time, I'm I'm skeptical just because of how the first one turned out. Dude, I, I understand it was just necessary filler. You, you needed that film in order to understand who this person is when she steps into Endgame. I, yeah. I I totally understand the film's purpose. It's it's justified. Um, but again, I don't want to run into a moment where. I didn't see the Winter Soldier until my friend in college came over to my dorm and showed me it on DVD. Like because I saw the first one, I was like, "Eh, Captain America's an all right character." I kind of like, I kind of like put off seeing the Winter Soldier when it was in theaters. So then when I did watch it, I was like, "Oh man, I judged the book by its cover." Sometimes the first film doesn't always doesn't always hit. Right. I you think know. the only one that in the MCU that didn't get better with time was Iron Man, which just somehow started on the highest point and just kept going I down like from there. It, it, two wasn't bad, but it definitely yeah. didn't stand up to one. And then three was just kind of a mess. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't like to talk about three. <laughs> the only thing great about three was how, well, how how is how it starts off with the blue song, you know the I'm blue, bye bye be that. Oh yeah, you know I like that opening musical number, but past that, that movie is just Ben Kingsley's character being an actor the whole time. <laughs> that movie's just dumb. It it does make me excited to see uh, Shang Chi and uh, the Seven Rings or the Ten Rings. Ten. Oh, okay. Seven. I- one of those two uh, numbers. I'm not sure. How is that movie connected to Iron Man 3? Uh, because it's actually going to have uh, the real Mandarin. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, so we have that scene. And then we have uh, uh, Wanda. She's out somewhere in the woods on the lake. Um, and, and I guess uh, she has like... Can you explain that scene to me? So I didn't quite get it. She has the book of uh like marvel witchcraft so it's like mm-hmm. the book of like all spells of like witchcraft and everything like that so it basically is 
the remember how like in Doctor Strange how he had that one book that was like the forbidden book to read and yep. everything. This is the v- reverse of that for witchcraft. So Doctor Strange had his for sorcery. This is the witchcraft version. And now uh, Wanda has it, and she's also in control of chaos magic, which is one of the more powerful versions of magic. Okay, I, I'll be honest, man. Um, if this if this series is kind of like the birth of a of a villain, or like an origin story for uh, Wanda turning into a villain, I'll be okay with that. If this leads into Wanda just straight up being a um, being kind of an anti-hero, but more on the good side, I don't know if I can buy that, man, because this whole plot makes her look like an asshole. Yeah, she. Like, it- there's definitely going to be a lot of redemption needed for her to be seen as a good guy after this. Um, I know that they're not going to fold completely into her being a villain because that's not a Marvel cinematic universe thing to do. That's something that would totally happen in the comics, but in the movies, I don't see them pushing to that kind of place. I don't know, man, this, this film, uh, this whole series went in a very experimental, um, direction that, you know, you don't see a lot of uh, superhero films go in. Like, I feel like Kevin Feige is really willing to do anything. Yeah. Like, I feel like he he would be down to say, "All right, let's 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 see what happens when we turn Wanda into a villain." Yeah, it, I'm definitely after seeing this and so far what we've gotten of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm really curious to see where they start going with some of the shows because they're going in completely different directions than the movies were. Uh, they're definitely more down to earth kind of here's behind the scenes of the villains or not the villains, the heroes. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't seen the first episode yet. I will. Um, I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to Loki series. Loki is the one I'm the most looking forward to mostly because of, uh, you know, Hiddleston. Mm hmm. Because he just is such a fantastic Loki. Uh, I just want to see more of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of a story where you're telling, you're turning a straight up villain into more of an anti-hero. Where it's doing the reverse. Um, We'll see. Uh, based on the, like the trailers and like the excerpts from it, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily sound like he's a good guy. It, it sounds more like he's a prisoner being forced to do things for this time agency. Oh, okay. I haven't seen any of the trailers. I was just going to walk in with, with, uh, with no, yeah, I'm not really a trailer guy recently, uh, lately, but, but um, okay, well maybe I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't see them, especially because this is the same Loki that, uh, from the end game that goes away with the Tesseract. Uh, he doesn't have any of like the moments of redemption from Thor and Thor or what was it? Thor two and uh, Ragnarok. Oh, right, right. So this well, is still could, a very villainous kind of Loki. Maybe he could gain that redemption through this series. Maybe yeah. he goes through some things. We could. And, uh, I'm you know, very curious. This know. is the one that I'm probably most excited for out of all of them. Uh, next one being uh, Miss Marvel. You know, because I absolutely love that character from the comics. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, overall, I give it. 
I give, I give it a solid four. Solid four out of five. Yeah, this one stands at a four out of five for me. It's good. Uh, definitely enjoyed some of the episodes. There's a lot of confusion in it, but I think that's a part of what made it special as well is there was a lot of mystery with the show and with it releasing on a weekly basis, it kind of forced you to kind of have to wait and, uh, the words, please stand by are going to be ingrained in my memory as the worst words ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause you yeah, binge I- through this all in like one go. Yeah, I was in an advantage. Um, I was in an advantage because from what I hear from people as they were watching it week by week, they said, yeah, the show's going to make you angry because the minute shit hits the fan, you you see that please stand by shit. <laughs> and you were literally going, oh, please stand by. Okay, and forward play. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was doing. Well, I was also skipping to see if there were any mid-credit scenes because, you know, Marvel likes to be extra. Yeah. And then um, I almost missed that one scene where uh, Petro, the fake Petro, first captured uh, uh, a Monica. Oh, yeah. Um, At the when she was like trying to go into the basement. Right. Yeah. I almost missed that because I said, nope, it's Marvel. They're going to have something. I have. Let me go search and see what it is. Yeah. And that was the first time that there was a mid credit scene, too. Right. Right. So, yeah, um, I, I admire the artistry. I love the homages. I love the set design. Uh, I, I admire all of that because I, I, I love the art that went into this. Um, the story itself is cool. Like I said, if this if this turns out to be a villain origin story, then it, it would have served a greater purpose. But um, I like that it gave closure to uh, Wanda and Vision. For sure. This one definitely... I, I, I love that this kind of went deeper into Wanda's character because she really didn't get that opportunity in any of the movies because she didn't have her own movie or anything. She was always just a part of the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. So her getting a little bit more, you know, storyline because the most she got was in uh, Civil War, really, with uh, her like having to deal with uh, the consequences of her actions in Sokovia. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and in Age of Ultron too. In Age of Ultron, she kind of just has like a I hate Tony Stark. Like that's that's her entire character. Right. Right. Okay. It, there's yeah, really no, enough. you know, explanation of her powers or explanation of her at all. It's just I hate Tony Stark, and that's that's her entire personality in that movie, until the end. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I had always liked um, Vision, but I had never really thought anything of Wanda. And I feel like this show really did uh, bring death to Wanda's character. Yes, for sure. So, but uh, was there anything else for the show you wanted to talk about? Or is that basically a wrap-up point? Um, Because I think we hit everything. Yeah, we hit everything. Uh, Have you seen Falcon and Winter Soldier? You got an initial reaction to that show uh first episode of it i really like where they're going with this series uh without any spoilers it's definitely grabbed me uh in a different way than wanda because wandavision was kind of a what's going on uh with the falcon winter soldier you know exactly what's going on but the capture is oh i want to see how this plays out yeah, uh, from what I heard, uh, <laughs> my friend made a funny joke. He's a DC guy. Uh, he said, dude, Zack Snyder's Justice League was so good, people forgot Marvel put out a series, put out a new series. <laughs> <laughs> but 
right, because like I I didn't forget about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, I'm glad to watch it today, but uh, I hadn't seen as much talk on it um, on Facebook as much as I saw about Justice League. Yeah, I think that uh, Marvel got lucky that Zack Snyder's Justice League didn't come out the same day that the and the finale for WandaVision came out, because I feel like nobody would be talking about the finale for WandaVision right now. Let me ask you something, man. Let me ask you something, dude. So we're we just going to play out a little. We should've, I should have asked this on the last episode, but Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out the same day as Avengers Endgame, knowing that this is Zack Snyder's fully realized vision compared to what we saw in 2017 versus the culmination of all the Marvel films. Which, which film you think is going to win out in ticket sales? Um, and the fans have been calling for Zack Snyder's version. But then you also have the Marvel fans for Endgame. I think Endgame would have won uh, just because more people already had faith in Endgame than they did Justice League, uh, even with Zack Snyder's version. Because I am still in full belief that uh, if Zack Snyder's version came to theaters, it probably it would have been getting the praise that it's getting. It would have gotten the critical reception and everything like that. I don't think it would have gotten massive ticket sales though. Mm-hmm. Cause at the same time okay. you're looking at a four hour movie and people were already hesitant of seeing Endgame at three hours. Who was hesitant? Uh, a lot of like the standard audience, like comic book fans and everybody were still like three hours. Yeah, I can, I can go to a three hour movie for Marvel. But general audience was very standoffish on it. Uh, there was a point where Disney even uh, was asking Kevin Feige if he could split the movie into two movies in order to release it into theaters. And he just went, no, because they were afraid that general audiences, you know, past the first like opening weekend of like fans going to it, general audiences wouldn't catch on because it was such a long movie. Wait, wait, they, they asked them if, if they could split it up into two parts. Yeah. Oh, eh, that probably would have been. That probably wouldn't have been too bad. It wouldn't have been um, too bad, but I think as one yeah. solid three-hour movie, it works a lot better than if they tried to split it into like two two-hour movies, because it was already split from Infinity War. And, so. and you're already you're already carrying on that wave, man. After you got that like emotional ending of Infinity War, you kind of just have to yeah. you have to carry out the wave, man. Yeah, there, I don't even know where you would be able to split Endgame up. <laughs> you know, the moment they decide they have to go back in time. Yeah, but that's like in the first third of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I gotta rewatch it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's better as straight up three hours. Yeah, right? it's, I don't see how they could have split it up and everything like that. So I'm glad that they didn't do that and they finally like let it release as a three hour movie. Yeah, I agree with you. So um, yeah, I think that, Endgame that, would have definitely beat out Justice League Zack Snyder cut in theaters if they came out same day, same weekend. Uh, that would be a terrible decision on both studios' parts to do something like that, but I definitely think Endgame would have won out. Yeah, this Scarlet, um, this WandaVision kind of reminded me why I love the Marvel Universe. Like, I watched this right after I got done watching the two Justice Leagues. Um, and I, and I, I, I got more respect for the DCEU after watching the extended cut of uh, Batman vs. Superman. So I got respect for that universe. But, um,. It, this reminded me why I fell in love with the Marvel Universe in the, in the first place. You know, it's fun, it's exciting, it's entertaining. 
there's like no lull when you're watching these uh you know the these uh these films and TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, this it definitely worked out as a series when it came to WandaVision. Uh, I don't see how this could have worked as like a movie because the kind of having to wait, even though yeah. you didn't go through that part, the having to wait like week to week definitely added to this show, I think. Yeah, I know, man. I, I get the brunt of it, dude. They say, yeah, man, you're lucky because every week I was pissed when they would end it. I'm like, well, yeah. what happens next? You know? Yeah, the words please stand by, you know, it are going to, you know, throw me into like panics of PTSD <laughs> if they appear in any Marvel properties going forward. Because I can just imagine what it was like when um, they do that little hyper cut and um, Monica gets thrown out of the uh, out of the universe, out of the uh, universe Wanda created. And then they go to please stand by. And then when you realize Agnes, it was Agatha all along. Then they go to please stand by. I can. Yeah, I can even imagine with the petrol ending. Oh, yeah. How everyone lost oh, their minds. Yeah, with him just answering the door of, hey, it's me, your brother, Pietro. And then just please stand by. And it's just like, no, no, you do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> what is this reality? What does a bean mean? Do you watch The Office? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, an ep- there's an episode where Kevin's like, what does a bean mean? He just keeps saying it the whole episode. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it week by week definitely put an extra, you know, bonus to this series because there is that little bit of mystery and intrigue. Um, it reminded me of like Lost when it was going on. Yes, when it was at its best. Yeah. Where season every two, week, season three, you were just kind of yeah. going, okay, but, but don't end it there, please. <laughs> Right, that's one of the best shows ever, dude. Oh like, yeah, that, just how how I would build upon build upon the twist and suspense while also bringing like great character development along the way. Like that's one of the best shows ever. Oh I, yeah. I see what you mean. So, but yeah, uh, I think that is Wandavision. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>